Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. So I'm not sure if you've heard, but there's a war for talent brewing in this region, and that's a good thing. So with Ultium hiring up to 1,000 jobs, that's the GM LG Chem joint venture, as well as a long list of jobs available from Lordstown Motors, there truly is a war for talent brewing in this region. And it's going to be up to the business owners and the organizations to do their best, have the best culture and the best strategy to keep their great team members. And we learn, we get insight into that process today on the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Podcast. Our special guest is Amber Wallace. She's a Chief Retail and Marketing Officer at Farmers National Bank. They definitely are on top of the war for talent. They have a, a great high performance culture and we get insight into how they uh, manage that high performance culture and the methods they use, uh, which will surely help them retain their top talent as these new companies and new jobs enter our market. So thanks for joining us today and please welcome Amber Wallace. It's time to make a change. I think we can do the vocal exercises like I did with Greg. All right. I'm in. That'd be funny. I'm all in for some fun. All in for some, hey, well, that's a great place to start. We're, here we are with Amber Wallace at the Farmers National Bank yes, boardroom, welcome. right? The conference, yes. this is the main boardroom. Right. Looks Beautiful. very fancy and official in here, very right? Very fancy, but we're going to keep yeah. it casual. Good. Because we're going to, we're here to learn about leadership lessons on the yeah. Brain Gen Youngstown Leadership Podcast. Right. So we're thrilled to have you as our guest today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And you know, I'm a homegrown, born and raised in Cortland, Ohio. So I think it's a good fit and a good opportunity to tell my story and how I ended up in a leadership role. Right. Did you yeah. imagine when you were, say, six years old that you would be doing this today? I don't know, you know, it's funny when I reflect back like as a child, I was always like hopeful and I always felt like I was gonna do okay or be successful. Right. Yeah, right. so yeah. Anything in particular that did you want to be in the industry, an actor? Oh, that's so funny you or? said that. Yes, I wanted to be a dancer. Oh, you know, okay. I thought I'd be a dancer. But um, yeah, in college, you know, I was just so embedded in and so interested in the business community, it was very clear that that was going to be my path. Okay. Yeah. So did you have an interest in business even as a child? No. No, not really. You know, not until like later in the college years. It just, I was just so inspired, you know. Were there people you looked up to from a business standpoint? That um, you know, not so much as a child, but like as a young adult, like just graduating from college, I just hit the jackpot as far as like local community leaders serving as mentors for me. Because one of my first jobs out of college, you know, so I was like 23, 24 years old, um, I had the opportunity to start the first American Cancer Society's Relay for Life in Ohio. Wow. And that was in Trumbull County. And that's wow. how long ago that was. The first one in Ohio. Yes, right. And I was in my 20s. And I worked with um, a local physician, Dr. Robert Brodell. And your listeners will know for sure who he is. He was a dermatologist in Trumbull County. He has since moved to Mississippi to be the head of the dermatology department there um, for the University of Mississippi. But, you know, he's a longtime dermatologist here. His father was a, a local physician here. And 
he just had this tireless energy. And for me to be exposed to that so young, I mean, it was just amazing. And I worked with him for 11 years. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Now, was there a template to follow or did he just say go? No, I mean, he was actually just a volunteer for the American Cancer Society, but so passionate about it. And I think that's what I was going to say, just being so inspired at a young age. I did this Relay for Life gig for 11 years just because people had become so special to me. I mean, I was engrossed in this process with business professionals, so many business professionals that just did all of this because I had a passion for it. Right. You know, and just to be a part of that, I mean, I think that very early on taught me what it's like to have passion and just to follow it. And I was just so inspired by, you know, like committee members that would just have your back and and just go above and beyond to make this community better. Are those work environments where you find you thrive? So where you find that there are people together that have a shared passion and shared goals right. and shared commitments, you feel like that's a yeah. good formula for I success? Think, right. I think what it did is like growing up in that environment for 11 years, I think that I've tried to recreate that in other environments that I've worked in. And I think I've been fairly successful at that. Okay. Yeah. Would you have a... Um, is it intuitive? Is it innate? Or is there a book that you read? <laughs> I know. I know. That's... It's funny because I do feel like, you know, at a young, young in your career, you do have to have that desire to just want to be better. You can't teach somebody that, you know, and I always did want to do that. And I do tell the young people that I mentor, you know, a lot of young people work for me and they have through my whole career. It's just, you know, surround yourself with people that make you better. And right. I do that today. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I read all the books when I was younger, you know, and I, I was inspired by that, you know, the habits of the most successful people, right. highly successful people. And I still, I, I can kind of remember just hanging on to some of that and learning from it, being proactive, you know, and creating win-wins, a couple of those. Um, but every job I've ever had, I've been in executive roles since I've been in my mid-30s. And I just, you have to stay laser focused. I mean, it's just, you're there for two reasons. Number one, results. Mm -hmm. Number two, strategy, to provide strategy. Right. And if you can just elevate your thought process just to be a little bit ahead of the game, thinking next step for everybody, that's how you lead. I see results and strategy, right? Yeah. Because not, without results, you won't keep your job. Right. But then strategy, everyone's so tied up in day-to-day -day execution oftentimes, right. someone has to step back and say, where are we going? Yes. Now, you mentioned this, your inspiration, you it caught on post-college or you found yourself yeah. in a situation. Mm -hmm. In today's world, with the way we feel like the kids are getting, you know, young kids are maturing much faster, mm -hmm. given their access to social media and devices, you feel like that, say, middle school or high school kids could possibly find their passion earlier? Do you think that's possible, mm -hmm. to find a career pathway earlier? I really do, you know, because, um, just in my role now, I'll have people of high school age reach out to me for advice and, you know, t to career path. And I really do think people are developing much earlier. And, you know, just my exposure to my own children. You know, my right. husband and I have raised five children. Five. Yes, between our two families. And, um, you know, we're proud to say we, we have five college graduates and just going through this whole career path. And with them, I look at them and I think, wow, you were so much more advanced than I was. Right. Isn't yeah, it true? It's so true. Right. Do yeah. you find, and they, I'm sure they all have very different personalities. Absolutely. So right. how do you get the best out of each one of them individually? Uh -huh. Some 
I'm sure they're all motivated a little bit different. Right, they are. It's, you know, we have very strong work ethics. You know, we go home, we're working, we're still thinking, we're bouncing ideas off of each other. You know, that excites us. And I think them living with us, you know, constantly going back and forth and seeing that and, and bouncing ideas off of each other, they just have really strong work ethics too. You know, oh, so great. I think just living our, living with us, living our lives has been a good example for them. Right. Yeah. Leading yeah. by example yeah. and, the, and the passion, the energy, it flows through. Right. And right. you find that in the professional environment as well, say here at Farmers. Is I do. There, yeah. Everyone's on the same page. There's a shared momentum. Right. But, you know, it just doesn't happen. It, it's strategic. And, you know, our CEO, Kevin Helmick, um, it was very important to him that we have a strong culture. And you can't just say we have a good culture. Mm -hmm. You have to have a strategy behind it. And right. we have spent several years as a senior team talking about it developing a mantra by listening to people. And once you do things like that, you have a mantra to live by. It really does help inspire people to live under the same philosophy that you're trying to promote. And, it, and it's a published mantra, like literally. Absolutely. It, would you mind sharing it? I No, I wouldn't. And I mean, it sounds so simple now, but if you would know the 18 month process we did went through to get there, you know, we have a creed about it and everything, but at the end of the day, it's um, we're in it to win-win it. And the philosophy is when you create that win for one of our stakeholders, for your colleague, if you're a back office, for your customer, if you're in production, for your community, if you just focus on that win every day, your personal win and the bank win will follow. Two wins, we're yeah. in it to win-win win win it. it. Yeah. I like that. In it to win-win it. Very simple, but very powerful. It's so powerful. And um, after, it was funny because we had our first ever large corporate meeting, f over 500 people together in one room at the Stark County, um, or the Stark Kent campus community room. And it was to roll out this mantra. And we did it really the day before COVID hit. So this area, like the beginning of March and like a week later it was on shutdown. So we just the right time we brought everyone together and we all shared in this celebration because everyone worked on it and gave input company-wide and um, then we went away and we challenged ourselves to submit 500 win-win stories by July 4th and so everybody wow. was thinking back to their career here at Farmers and you know how they've made an impact because really that's how you get job satisfaction you know, and I want people to be happy in the job. Kevin wants this to be the best place people have ever worked. And that's, you have to reflect back right. on what you've done for others. So is that a test or a filter that people use? If It sounds like it's top of mind. Like if you take a team member, tap them at three in the morning, what's our mantra? Yeah. And they probably could <laughs> oh, say it, right? definitely this one. Because we live by it. We have a Wednesday call. Um, you know, a sales call. Mm -hmm. And um, the first week we talk about commitments and the second week we talk, we share win-win stories, like what's happened. So it's really embedded in a very short period of time and in an important time, you know, right before the shutdown started and we could have been maybe a little bit disjointed. It's really held us together. We were submitting stories where Kevin is interviewing um, these high performers that are talking about these stories and we're um, presenting them on our intranet, you mm -hmm. know, the win-win of the week. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and there, so it sounds like there's a process and a rhythm and a report out and, and, and in a time when we literally had to, you know, disperse, mm -hmm. that maintain continuity. Right. That's we really felt it just really 
kept us united. And the, and the trick, no, not only is it a, a great mantra, right, and it speaks, it says, speaks volumes. Yes. But then the consistent reinforcement probably really right. makes a difference. Right. This isn't going to be a project of the week in it to win, win it, and then it's going away and we're moving on to the next project. This is important. This is our culture. Right. This is how we're going to live. Right. So, so that's yeah. what I'm saying in my career. Being a part of all of this stuff, you know, that we talk about, that's just, I mean, that is inspirational. It is. And to be a part of that, I mean, it's just been such a great opportunity for me. Yeah. Have you observed a situation where, say, Perhaps there was a story being shared and, and someone paused and said, wait a minute, I'm not. And they tested what they were thinking against the, uh, against the mantra. Yeah. And they changed their thinking. Mm. Or have you seen it really shape, mm -hmm. pause or shape? Or, even, or is it just simply so embedded? Yeah, I think it, we, you know, it just took everybody out of their silos. You know? mm -hmm. It just made people realize if you're in the back office, you're still affecting every single one of our stakeholders, you know, right. and yeah, I just think it's gone company-wide. And So you've worked probably at, this is a quite a large organization, mm -hmm. right? How many people at this organization? Around 500. Okay, yeah. and then other career experiences probably have been smaller environments, correct? Um, no, not so much. I mean, after I did the Relay for Life for 11 years, and I moved on to Forum Health, and I worked uh, over at Trumbull oh, Memorial okay. Hospital. And I was a part of that executive team. You know, I went in first to um, oversee their foundation there, right. staying in that development lane. And then I ended up in marketing and working with physician relations and um, doing a little bit of everything, wearing a lot of hats. Right. So, so at large organizations, consistent communication really matters yes. to keep everyone on the same right. page. But perhaps a lot of our audience, they're small businesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, it's probably, would you recommend it's just as important for a small business where the owner could literally touch everybody, like literally? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but yes, it's it, important still for people to have yes, a right. guiding principle. It, it is, and it just positions you for growth. Because you know that's so important to us as we grow organically or we grow through acquisition and merger. You know, when you have something tangible like this to say, this is how we operate, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, that's how you can continue that culture. Great screening criteria. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even probably used on customers. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. customers can expect, hey, we're in it to win-win it. Right, yeah. Yeah, eventually we, you know, well, I guess now we are talking about it externally, but yeah. Oh, okay, so this is an internal, well, it's probably informally stated in conversations, but it's really, uh, now that I think about it, it's not a branding campaign. No. It's not a part of your... It's powerful enough to be a brand campaign. I know, I mean, we talk about that, right. We're like, hmm, you know, and it may, but we just don't want to rush the process, right. you know. Right now we have posters all internally. If you walk around some of these back offices, you would see it because we turned those 500 stories into, you know, whoever submitted it. We have a picture of them and a quick hitter of what the story is and what, what's the win-win. Wow. How did you win how, or how did the bank win? How did your... Um, stakeholder win, and then how did the bank win? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, wow. so cool. So, do you have, um, you know, from the different situations you've had over your career? Yes. Could you frame your leadership style or mm -hmm. philosophy mm -hmm. in a set, right. key set of words at all? Yeah, I could, and um, you know, I tell a lot of the young people this too, as they're trying to elevate into leadership roles, and I really do think I did this early on. Um, it's just really branding yourself, you know coming up with those few adjectives that you would want to be used 
to describe yourself, you know? Right. And um, what's important to you and what are you gonna live by? And for me, which has guided me throughout the um, years is, is I really do wanna lift people up. You know, and we talk about, I was so fortunate for 11 years to be around energized people as I was starting my career. So I really work hard to recreate that. I wanna feel energy, I wanna feel a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. And people wanna be around that. Right. You know, people want to be around, and you know, in a fat, you want it to be fast paced. I want it to be urgent, fast paced, and high performing. Right. Bias for action. Yeah. I just, right. I just love that. Do you right. find, so in this, so I live by the bias for action. Okay. Sometimes to a fault. Right? I know. Yeah. So we're high energy people. Mm -hmm. And so do you find that, um, we're actually going to talk about leadership mistakes here in a second. Okay. But before we do, we want to thank our great sponsors of The Brain Gain, of which, Yes. We're at the right, right place to do right, that. Right, right, The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank the headlining members of the coalition, including Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Moransky Companies, and the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition. Also included are Farmers Bank Group, Youngstown State University, Eastern Gateway Community College, the DeBartolo Corporation, Cortland Bank, MS Consultants, and 898 Marketing. So we're back, and, and I want to revisit this notion of. Sorry. Okay, and we're back. Is this good, Steve? Yeah, I mean, just sit normally. Like, okay. Yeah. We're going to keep this because I this yeah. we love a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Little, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. keeping this in the so keep this, Steve. Yeah. yeah. And while you she's talking, try not to flail your right arm too much. Okay, well, in my pounding, sit on that arm. I, I do too. I'm like this all the time. Yeah. Oh. You're pounding, I'm pounding. I know. But that's We're okay. like all fired it's up. It's the audio experience. I know. Right. And speaking of that, I think there's a lot of passion in the room, right? Yes, there is. Passionate about leadership. I know. So, your leadership style and philosophy. You said you your advice to say younger professionals mm -hmm. looking to grow in their yeah. career identify their key strengths. Yeah. Do you or have a you, way? Maybe they don't have them yet, but identify yeah. what you want to be. How right. would you brand yourself? You know, is it integrity? Is it, I always tell them, just try to be consistent. That's how you build a, con ah. a career, consistent. You know, I hope when people think of me, they will think she was consistent. She was a high performer. You know, she got things done. And if you, just live by that, you know, right. do what you say you're going to do. It right. sounds so, simple for me to say that but people have a hard time living by that right do what you say you were going to do right yeah. just be consistent be and it's it's not even about reliability as much being yeah. consistent means performing and executing yes to the best of your abilities yep absolutely to your highest potential right and even brand consistency is important right because sure is. i mean if yes. you you know it's so fun there's so many bright you know, shiny objects out there to chase, especially <laughs> right. these days, right? Yes. For young people mm -hmm. that are looking to get into their careers. I don't know, there's so many ways to express yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you, what point. would you recommend someone, how do they get on that path to consistency? Keep it, while still keeping an open mind, because right. maybe, you know. Right, well, no matter, you know, what area you, you work in, just try to excel and try to be consistent about it. And you know, in, Consistent activities, don't get discouraged. Keep doing activities that you know will lead to a success. You know, that's another re way to be consistent is sometimes people are like, oh, it's just not turning out the way I wanted to, but you have to stay with it every day, be consistent. You know, we do that in sales. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. consistent activity 
will lead to a positive right. result. Right. Yeah. Have you found, you know, you're the highest ranking banking professional in this broad, you know, really in a, a broad region. So have you found gender to be an issue? Because, you know, financial services, mm -hmm. banking. Right. Traditionally. The perception, yes. very traditional, very yes. male oriented. Right. So it is. Yes. What have you just, mm -hmm. what have you brought you know, how have you kind of broken through? Mm -hmm. I hate to say those words. I know what you the right mean, though. To say? Yeah, you know I mean? no, it's okay. I mean, have yeah. you struggled? Is there a bit, have there been challenges, or is it your authentic self has just, you know, immediately been accepted? Yeah, for the most part, I've been so fortunate because I've spent approximately 10 years in three organizations that have valued diversity and mm -hmm. have valued women. And, um, and I'm excited to see, like, as you know, as I mentioned, I've been in business for three, three decades now, but I, I like what I'm seeing with um, women, professional women and young mothers. I just feel like there's um, a little more opportunity for them than maybe when I was young. You know, mm -hmm. that was a real barrier for me to get over because everything was black and white. And as we move, you know, be to work from nine to or 7.30 to right. six, really, you right. know, when I was trying to really break into some type of successful executive role. Right. But I do feel like now that, you know, we just, as families, us leaders, even the men, you know, we just value that w these women have families, we have to be flexible, men have families, mm -hmm. and we really value the whole family relationship, and we want work-life balance. And I think, you know, my whole executive team talks about that. That's important for us. We want that for our people because we want this to be the best place you've ever worked, and that's part of it. Right. Just we promote it, we remind people to have balance, because we are surrounded with a bunch of high performers throughout the company. Absolutely. But we want them to have a good home life too. Do you feel like the quarantine process and ba people literally getting used to being interrupted on Zoom calls, mm -hmm. you know, these days it's common that you hear a, a little dog head, or a, yeah, a, a little head pop in, a kitty Hi. walking yeah. through or something like yes. that. But uh, right. do you feel that perhaps this, this really makes a leadership team more inclusive because it, because you're all, it's almost a more integrated experience. It really is, right. And, and it's just, you're right, just how easily that is accepted now. You know, we are on Zoom calls and we'll see somebody's young child peek in, hi, you know, yeah. or I have two golden retrievers and the next thing you know, one's up looking at my team, you know, and it's just accepted and it kind right. of lightens the mood and, you know, we can still be professional, we can still get our job done, but it's nice, you know, we can still see what we're, what our home life's like too, and they're right. all meshing more now more than ever. When I was young in my career, it did not, you know. Right. Yeah, yes. a work you and a home you, correct? Correct. You know, and it, you were encouraged to keep that separate, and you know, yeah. Hmm. So back in the, you know, early '90s when I was entering into my career, just very different now, and I'm so happy. I'm just so happy for young families. Right. Well, I truly, I mean, the, you know, there's a silver lining and. You know, we've gone through a really traumatic experience and um, with the pandemic, with the shutdown and with quarantine, and we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. Here we are the week of the election. Uh -huh. We're not going to talk about politics. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right. Well, and it's funny. And, a and lot the, of the anxiety, right. Well, the, and the business people I speak to, you know what? Let's come together as Americans. Let's just, whatever the rules of the game are, business people, entrepreneurs, perform. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. This right. is America, and we have checks and balances for a reason, and we, you know, come to consensus for reasons. 
and entrepreneurs will make it happen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is an entrepreneurial environment, right? Farmers is very entrepreneurial. Right, that that's a good to way to, yes, it is. It's fair to look at that. We celebrate the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, our niche is, our top priority is taking care of small business and everything else will follow. You know, by doing that, we're employing your neighbor, your friends, you know, your children, like we hope through, you know, brain gain, you know, right. we want our kids to stay here. So if we take care of these small businesses and get this capital out to them, we know we're taking care of our whole community. So, Absolutely. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, and, and I teed up this notion of mistakes, and I feel bad bringing up mistakes, but I don't know, mistakes are really instructive. I mean, I, yeah. you know, we've all learned by mistakes. Right. So they are. were there leadership mistakes you've made along the way or things you wish you could revisit perhaps? Mm -hmm. Something you'd want to share? I've gotten better at this in my career, but you know, I really believe in hiring the right people. You can see like I have very high expectations. I'm a high performer and I want to lift you up and I want to celebrate with you, but I also want you to, you know, be highly engaged. So I just think, you know, any mistake I've made, it's probably around hiring. I mean, you have to hire the best and the right people. Mm -hmm. And there's been different points in my career where when I look back, I wish I wouldn't have allowed so much like micromanaging maybe or, you know, situations right. like that because right. I do want to really empower people to do their jobs and and do them at the pace they want to right. go. You Give know? them a great environment and get yeah. out of the way. Yes, right? yes. And so yeah. maybe doing that sooner, you know, when I was young, I didn't really see that clear picture younger in my career, but still responsible for others and for hiring. But um, overall, I mean, I've, I've hired some great people and like right now, the people that work for me, I'm just so inspired by them. And we're very collaborative. That's another thing I do lead with high collaboration. And I learn so much from these people that work for me. Right. I should be thanking them at the end of the day. Exactly. Coming with these great ideas and new ideas and strategies. It's just so inspiring. Right. So you probably have, you set expectations. Right. You have the win-win scenario yeah. that's right. pretty clear. And it creates this filter, this magnet, almost this attraction model where the right people are, are, uh, this appeals to the right type of people, and so then that's how you bring them into the environment. I think so, right. Is it a screening criteria? Do you find in your interviewing or conversational process that probably a well-skilled, well-qualified person, but probably just not good for the environment? And it's not a value judgment, it's just, right. it is what mm -hmm. it is. Right? Yeah, we've There's had conversations like that before. You know, right away we celebrate people that are a great fit for our culture. We want to keep them if they are, you know. So right. it's an interesting dynamic how important that is. And you really do have to get through to that when you're investing in somebody that's going to come manage a division for you. It has to be the right person in that great cultural fit. Right. Investing, right. that's a key word. Yeah. Because it is an investment on both sides, mm -hmm. right? The individual is investing in their career and the organization is investing in the, in the individual. Yes. And we all want the positive outcomes. Right. We sure do. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you see from... Speaking not of people, but of our region, say mm -hmm. broadly this marketplace mm -hmm. and right. you know Western PA through you know Eastern Ohio, right. you know, Farmers has branches. The coverage area is a broad swath of Northern Ohio, right. correct? Northeast Ohio, yep. So, is is do you see anything from a leadership standpoint that this region needs to embrace to be more successful or yeah. to keep on the transformative path? Well, I just think over these past couple years, you know, through programs that you're doing to highlight 
what people are doing. I think we need to know that because there's so much inspiration in this valley and so many great leaders that are doing great things. Mm -hmm. So I just think we need to support each other and you know, ride on the coattails of people that are doing great things. I mean, do I think we have enough great leaders here? Yes, I do. And I just want us to you know, be supportive. I like when we have programs like this that brings to light the initiatives that we can support. And I think we're in good shape. Yeah, the, I mean, the economic development outlook is strong. It is. So just today, GM, LG Chem, they are hiring a thousand people. It's, like we published yeah. that this morning. It's Lord so Motors has a giant list. They're hiring marketing people. So just, <laughs> uh, well, that's where I'm looking yeah. around thinking like, well, I have young people that I really enjoy working with. I hope they don't. <laughs> right. I know. I was just thinking that none of my marketing people can go. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting though. As a leader, mm -hmm. There are more options. So it used to be around here that people were lucky to have a job. Yes. The good I grew problem, up in that era, right? Yeah. Yes. The good problem we're going to have is we have to work harder at keeping the right people. Right. And that's why it is so important. And, you know, I'm so lucky to be part of a strong team, this leadership right. team at Farmers, that's thinking of that day and thinking of, you know, quantifying programs like our rally cry. Mm -hmm. and building on that and you know people are attracted to that we know people want to work for a workplace that has purpose I mean you know part of what our fabric is volunteerism mm -hmm. and it's so important to our employees you know when we ask them their most and what they like best about farmers that's always way up there about how many the opportunity they have to give back of time talent you know all of those things so Wow. Yeah. So, so you're not um, you're not afraid of all these new job opportunities out there because there's such a strong culture and such a great team and there's such great alignment that you know obviously you know right things happen and yeah oh yeah but there's, I do have a bad day <laughs> yeah. here and there I do have a bad day yeah right. but I think that's great advice for our audience uh -huh. is really we we definitely this region has to shift gears and. You know, working in other markets, working in larger markets, right? It's a war for talent, and we that war for talent is being waged here now because, fortunately, and I'm not going to wood all the potential and all the you know all the new economic development projects we have going on. So it's a win-win. It is. And the, you know, as they say, what the rising tide lifts all boats. Right. But it sounds like you're already set up for. To we're preparing for that, right? Okay. And I think we're ready. From a management team standpoint, are there books you read or articles you pass around or is this really about the storytelling the consistent no, there storytelling? are I mean we read a lot as a management team and we share a lot um, we review books together uh, last year we did the uh, five dysfunctions of a team and we spent several days off-site talking about those dysfunctions and how we could be a better stronger team and about holding one another accountable because you do you get so comfortable with one another that you know and you think so highly of someone you don't want to hurt their feelings when really we can be the best version of ourselves if we're pushed by our team members if right. we're held accountable right and right. so we just agreed that that's how we're going to function going forward it's being constructive around the problem not the person it say, is right so everyone has the best their best intent right but perhaps an action they took or a behavior isn't their best 
That's exactly what it is, right? Okay. If there's a behavior that we kind of see that's not going to be beneficial to our growth strategies, then we'll call it out and put it on the table. And that's, I mean, that's hard work to get there. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. Because we are nice people. We want to be nice to people. You know, so yeah. Has there been an awkward conversation or how are those conversations? Yeah, I mean, they are very awkward. And, you know, I think the best teams have those. Mm -hmm. So you just got to live in the moment, accept that level of discomfort, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which isn't always fun. Right. But it is growth. Right. It is growth. So we do it. Well, that's important, yeah. and, and being if you're not if you're too comfortable, you're not growing, right? Because right? you're not right. really pushing and right. trying to achieve your potential. And that feeling for me, that's the feeling I don't like. That you know, that comfort, static, static. Yeah. None of us want it at our senior level. Want to be in that position. So right. this lather, rinse, repeat. Right. Oh. So this agreement we have to you know push one another, push the envelope, hold each other accountable. It's been good for us. Right. Well, the coaching that, the, you know, yeah. Steve directs me all the time. He said, no, yeah. Jeff, you really should say this or that. But I'm thrilled to have the feedback. Oh, so am I. The feedback right. loop is important. Right. Because you don't want to, if there's something that can be corrected or action can be taken, you right. appreciate the feedback. And right. it's not about being defensive. It's about being accepting. Yes. And, you know, the self-evaluation. Well, perhaps there could be a different right. approach. Yes. So, um any favorite quotes you have? Hmm. You know, some people do the poster on the wall thing. Yeah, <laughs> the success successories. Yeah. What was right. that in the nineties? Oh, I used yeah, to have yeah. all of those. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, I used to love those. Um, I guess I really don't have one. I always some of the ones that you know maybe some people would think are a little cheesy and stuff, but I've always admired. And you're going to kind of laugh, but just. In my career, you know, I always tried to find other women leaders, but you remember, you know, I was coming out of college in the early 90s, and there just weren't a lot from the 80s for me to reflect on. But I've read a lot about Mary Kay, and you know, she was so right. ahead of her time. Right, right. And there's so many things I love about it. And I love that, um, you know, she didn't believe in fairness, but she believed in recognizing high performance, hence the pink Cadillacs and the trips and all of that. So I just love, you know, reading about her and some of her quotes I've used over the years, you know, but she's all, I remember she always said something to the, I don't have it exact, but she always said sandwich criticism between layers of, I don't know, compliments right. or something like that. Right. Yeah, the compliment sandwich. I've yeah, the that compliment same thing. sandwich, right. right. And so right. that kind of stuff does, has always resonated with how I am, a, how I am a leader, how I lead, because I want to create an environment where I lift people up so when I do have to say, hey, could we do a little bit more of this or some less of this, that it's not, you know, shutting somebody down. And and that's what I hate to see. I don't want anybody to feel shut down. Like, right. like you said, like, I want the feedback. I want to create an environment where people want the feedback. Right. And she did a lot of that. So maybe, you know. That would be something I've reflected on from time right. to time. And it's the methodology is consistent. Now, will we see pink Cadillacs in the parking lot? No. Right. <laughs> that's very consistent with her brand. But yes. once again, the brand, it's interesting, even though, you know, banking can be a very conservative business and yes. there are compliance issues you have to follow and SEC regulations you have to follow. So obviously, there are it could be very easy to be too safe, uh-huh. right? So right. Do, how do you balance branding and, and energy and passion 
in an environment of high regulations and compliance. I've just always wondered that. Right. You know, that is a part of the package and it's, you know, of course so important to us that we receive high ratings in compliance right. and in our exams. Um, but you know, as far as we still take an opportunity to recognize and promote high performance because um, we actually do have a program called the President's Club where every year those people are recognized for their performance and guess what? We go on a trip. Nice. So, um, yeah, the first year those people enjoyed a trip to Turks and Caicos. Wow. And then this past year we've had to take a year off, right? right. But um, it's not a, you know, it's just everybody strives to be in that club so you know it's a small token of our uh, a small part of our budget for to promote this type of reward yeah what percent of people how many people can be in the club um, we probably have about uh, we have 11 categories 11 categories oh, okay and they win every quarter and then there's an overall winner I see so yeah okay a lot of opportunity and, and is the criteria how much is objective versus subjective we only have a couple, um, everything else is just sales performance, you know, right. like nine of them are just straight performance, you right. know, Very and we want to do that, right. you know, I mean, when you're putting those numbers up, when you have the best numbers and they're impressive, you need to be on that board and be recognized. Right. But we also do one, you know, we have the back office is so important to us and we've talked about to the culture and, you know, and, and helping us at the end goal, taking the best care of our customer, our businesses, our communities. Um, we have what department, what support department helped the most, you mm -hmm. know, in your world, and so they are voted by their peers. Oh, wow. And we do that, the best individual and the best department. So two Fantastic. of them are that way. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So do you have any advice, say, do you want to issue a challenge for anyone in our audience? And it's not, we've covered a lot of bases here. We have, right? From leadership style and methodology yes. to personal branding, being consistent, I right. love that advice. Yes. Uh, what challenge would you give, say, if someone had to, you know, right. a way in which, you yeah. know, your focus is on right. elevating everyone's success and performance. It is. So. But I guess it would be like, just know what is expected of you. Walk away today and, you know, no matter what level you're at, you know, I report to the president and the CEO of the company, and what does he expect of me? And mm -hmm. I think, you know, I really don't think everybody can easily answer that question. You know, and I told you early on in our conversation, for me, I, he expects results and he expects me to be strategic, you right. know. So I think if everybody knows that and you're in alignment with the vision of the company, the, vis the vision of your, you know, um, supervisor, your boss, your CEO, it just gives you such job satisfaction to know that you're playing a role in that. Right. So think about that, you know, what are, are you, what is expected of you? Do you know it? Can you state it? And if not, figure it out and it'll just make life a little easier and happier. It's so important and I encourage everyone to have that conversation. Sometimes people are afraid of, of setting expectations, but right. you have to set expectations right. because how do you know you're successful unless you set a goal? Right, right. right. If there's no goal set or no set of expectations, right. if how can you tell if you exceed or not? Yes. So that's probably advice for young professionals out there. It really is, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just Okay. Well, uh, anything else we've missed? Because I feel like I've learned a lot today. I've really Good. enjoyed our conversation. No, I really appreciate the opportunity, you know, to tell my story and about leadership and about women in leadership. That's really important to me. So, um, no, I thank you for this No, thank talk. you. Really, really enjoyed it I know, today. I Thanks, did Amber. too. Okay. Okay. Talk soon. Okay. Before we go, I'd like to thank members of the Brain Game Coalition 
especially our great sponsors. Without them, none of this would be possible. So a big thank you goes to Sweeney, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, the Moransky Companies, and the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition. Thanks so much for their support. And also, please follow, like, and subscribe to this series on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, just go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn, one of my favorite places. You can find me over there at Jeff Leo Herman and send me a message. I will see you next time. I'm growing up in this life into the human that I need to be. I know that I am not alone. I'm brave.